Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Tommy Breedlove. And Tommy's purpose is to empower humans to build a legendary life. He guides audiences and his clients to discover their zone of brilliance while living a balanced, meaningful life. Tommy really does believe we can have it all, a life of significance without compromising our business success. His goal is to help people become the person they've always dreamed of being and build a lasting legacy. And you're about to meet someone who took his mess and made it into a powerful message. From a lack of self-love, which led to lots of unhealthy choices and consequences, to a man whose greatest passion and purpose is in helping other men become stronger, wiser, and better. While women will definitely benefit from this episode, guys, this message is especially for you. Here's Tommy. Okay, everybody, this is going to be such an interesting show because I have Tommy Breedlove with us today. And, you know, we, we're always talking about betrayal, and it could be betrayal of a family member, partner, or friend. But more and more, I'm hearing about, and I'm I'm speaking to people who are all about healing from self-betrayal, and that's where Tommy comes in. So he's going to be talking about what, you know, you can call it mess to success. We can call it whatever you want to call it, but he truly did the work to heal. And, and I know I'm excited about hearing his whole story. So welcome, Tommy. Dr. Debbie, I am psyched to be here. And I love, by the way, mess to success. So mine was <laughs> mess to success to mess to to back to success again. So even better. <laughs> Evolution number three. <laughs> Ev- oh, even better. And you know what happens? Because every time that happens, don't you learn so much? There's oh my such goodness. Wisdom now in I that. realize that, right? Now I realize it and cherish it. And honestly, I, I wish I would have made different choices and decisions, but I have no regrets because it's truly made me the human and man that I am today. So, so excited to be here. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. And, and, and just with that too, we're so afraid of making those mistakes. And, and I always see it where we'll, we'll hold back because that mistake may lead to something that didn't make sense or didn't work out. But I'll tell you nothing I've learned in my own experience, nothing teaches you faster than your mistakes, right? So true. And it's, it's crazy in my, my day-to-day life right now is working with very ambitious men. And it seems like they're, I will say our, not there because it was mine too. It isn't now, but it seems like our biggest fear is humiliation which is strange, right? Mm -hmm. Because I I don't really get that, I guess, because we can't show weakness or fears. But what's interesting about that is that, like you said, that is where our treasures are buried. That's where gifts happen. And, you know, candidly, how boring would life be if we were perfect? (laughs) It's so true. And you know what? With that humiliation, there's also a level of vulnerability. Mm. And I have to tell you that for so many people, I know personally for me, that's ter- that can be can be terrifying. Like I remember even with my own betrayal that I was just, I wasn't talking about it because humiliation, embarrassment, shame, all of these things. And, you know, any good coach has a coach, right? So I remember one day yeah. my coach saying to me, stop hiding behind your effing study. And I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I was... I mean, that hit hard and, uh, and I'll never forget the first time That's I shared my story yeah, on a stage. And I was like, wow, you know what? It's really true. It's terrifying, but I'm going to help a lot of people. So you're about to help a lot of people. Let's start with your story, Tommy. Tell us what, you know, this whole, I uh, met the first message success. Can we start, start with that one? 
Yeah, the first message success is I grew up in um, really solid blue collar beginnings um, in South Atlanta, and um, the the just to beat not be not to beat around the bush is I grew up with a lot of bullying and violence both inside and outside of the home. And the worst thing that happens to you when you're bullied is you become what you hate. And so through um, through time and a lot of pressures, I became that bully. And at 18 years old, unfortunately, I committed a violent crime and was looking at seven years in prison. Um, and I was, you know, I thought my life was over. Um, by some, by some a luck and a lot of other great things, it was dropped to two misdemeanors. Um, but I was sentenced to two years with one suspended and spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. And honestly, rightfully so. Um, but here's the great thing that happened then is two, two male mentors. And I really didn't have male mentorship as a young man appeared. And one was an African-American former gangbanger and one was a, a sheriff's deputy. And that's really unusual in incarceration because mixes stay apart races stay apart. And so for this person to take me under his wing and really mentor me and guide me and help me through that. And so literally I went to, from, uh, a, a cage Mm -hmm. to a nuclear waste container factory in the day, to community college at night, to the University of Georgia, and being hired at Deloitte, which was one of the largest financial consulting and public accounting firms in the world in three years. Uh, just wow. from good mentorship, some hard work, uh, limiting some of those distractions and noise from my past, and, um, and, and making the choice to move on with my life. And so that was evolution one. <laughs> well, and I want to stop you there because you don't go from being incarcerated to working at a place like Deloitte without some amazingly profound mind shifts. So totally. what were some of the things that that mentor showed you, shared with you? What insights did you have? What did you gain from that? <clears throat> So he, he, he basically started to teach me. I didn't realize at the time um, that I was good enough. There was this inherent belief in my heart, in my mind, and in my soul that I was unworthy, that I was literally a piece of garbage. I'll, I'll say it the nice way since we're, we're recording. Um, and he made me believe that I was better than this system, this cage, and in life. And both of them did. And they, they also did a nice job of keeping me safe. But and even when I got out and, and started working, the, the sheriff's deputy reached out to me a few times. And then the last, I'll never forget when he said this to me, he goes, this is going to be the last time I ever see you correct? And I was like, Oh, I see what he's saying. I was like, you're correct. And he was right. It was the last time. And so it was just a, it, it was the beginning of, of love from a man. It was a beginning of self-confidence, self-respect. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately they dropped out of my life at probably the appropriate time. And, um, and so that, that led me to, you know, the financial world and looking for success in my, my business and in, and in my career. So that's, and, that was evolution one. And I want, and before we get to the next evolution, it sounds like they believed in you before you believed in you. Completely, completely. And that unfortunately manifested in my life later in life too, when so many people loved me when I couldn't love myself mm -hmm. and it led to just disastrous consequences. And, um, and so that's a, that's a, in, at for for 37 years unfortunately i felt not good enough and unlovable and until i decided enough is enough and make the hard choice to work on my emotional mental and uh, physical state nothing nothing was going to change and no amount of success or business prestige or whatever was going to fill that void and so they began that process unfortunately i didn't make the tough choice to finish it because <laughs> it's yeah. up to me right 
And, um, and that reared its ugly head at 37, uh, about 15 years later. But you know what, even, even before that it's, there had to be, was it, was it a curiosity? Was it, what if it's true? What if what they're saying is true? Was it a questioning of your own beliefs? Like, how did you slowly go from, uh, you know, I'm whatever negative thing you were saying to yourself to believing in them enough to just, to start that process of change? Because the truth is when you're in your same environment, it's tricky to change. It's like, it's it's almost easier if someone puts you on a plane and sends you to some foreign land, like you can't help it. You better change because that's how you're going to survive. If you're in your same environment, it's harder. So what, what was it? Was it a slow process? Like what was it that got you to slowly change the way you were thinking? It was a very slow process. And truthfully, it really didn't happen at that time. I think my biggest motivator at that time in my life was fear. Um, I knew I didn't want to go back to to being incarcerated, and I knew I didn't want to go back to that factory, which was brutal work that had severe consequences. I had back surgery and hernia surgeries all because of that work, and and also was very, very poor at that time. So they were doing and saying all the right things, but I don't think it was sinking in because I believe emotionally and mentally I was completely closed. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but they motivated me. They protected me. They... Um, They guided me. But unfortunately, during that time, I don't think it was seeking in that much. I really believe that my my motivating factor at that time was fear. And that is that can only take you so far. And it wasn't till later in life that I really did the hard work on me um, to open myself up and to feel again because of some of the things that happened to me as a very young man and child, I really closed off and didn't allow myself to feel and didn't allow myself to remember. And so, um, unfortunately I, it didn't sink in and that's just me being honest. And that Mm -hmm. manifested itself through a lot of, of behaviors outside of my value systems, just in the name of fear and more and more and more in the business world. And and you know what? There's, there's that saying, hurt people, hurt people. It's right. That's what, you know, that's where you come from and fear. I mean, fear can be a motivator, but you know, you, I look at it like when you, let's say you're trying to grow this beautiful garden, you know, what is the fertilizer here? And the fear can help things grow, but that's not nearly going to be, you know, the the type of fertilizer that's going to really create something beautiful. So, okay. So you, you get out, you, you're now, uh, when you said you didn't really understand, but still you were, you definitely learned some things. What happened after that? So I just stuck my head down and was going to outwork everyone. I knew again, I wasn't going to go back to that cage and I wasn't going to go back to the factory. So I ended up working extremely hard at the university of Georgia, graduating one of the top of my class at the time. And I uh, ended up at that big financial world. And I thought, because coming from good blue collar, humble beginnings, that money, success, cars, titles, big offices, pretty girls, that was going to fill the void inside. Mm-hmm. And so it was all about success, money, and business. And I just worked hard. And I was that guy of ye who turns the lights out last wins, you know, with the suit and tie. And then I look up at 37 years old and I've got the watch, the car, the title, the money coming from not a lot of money. And I was still scared to death. And as a man, I was wearing all this armor and we hear the word mask. It's tough guy, cool guy, important guy. I can't ask for help guy. And 
out of fear and out of wanting to be accepted and out of feeling unlovable, if there was a list of a hundred things not to do, I was, I had probably checked off about 90 of them. And at 37 years old, I almost lost it all at literally almost the top of my career. And it almost cost me everything from my marriage to my life. And at that time, I don't know if it was the little boy. I don't know if it was some other force, but something said, you got to get up, man, and you got to be better than this. And that's where I started doing the hard work emotionally, mentally, and just really working on who am I, what do I stand for, and where am I going, and what tools can I use to be better than I was yesterday. And so that started at 37 years old. And, and you know what? It's so interesting that you say this because that's really, I mean, I see that all the time. That's actually what my TEDx was about, where we're using all of these distractions to numb, avoid, distract from something we're not willing to see, feel, or face, right? So what happens is there's a little voice that's saying, hey, we need your attention. And <laughs> we think we like change. We don't like change because it's going to create such a shakeup. So oh, yeah. if it used to take Let's say, you know, driving fast. Now you're driving faster. If it used to take one fancy watch, now you needed better watch, right? And I guess that's what it is. But that voice isn't going away. That feeling isn't going away until you look it in the face and deal with it. So, so what happened? So um, I literally woke up in a ditch after three days of complete chaos. I was probably doing some multi, multi, multi million dollar deal a week before that in some boardroom. And I think on some weird level, I was unconsciously trying to end my life. Um, and just because I, I was that same little boy that didn't feel worthy enough, good enough, it didn't matter. And I, I had made it close to the top of my career and it wasn't filling the void inside. And I also knew I was letting everyone in my life down around me, starting with my wife. And um, it just ended up in chaotic, uh, you know, you name it. I was, I was into it at that time. And um, it almost cost me everything. And, and I went home and I told my wife everything. Um, I was like, I am scared. Here's who you're married to. I and this is this. I got to tell you a, a quick little cute story. I uh, we were we were going through a bunch of <laughs> marriage counseling at the time, mm -hmm. and the counselor would always say, "Hey Heather, why don't you stay at home?" And Tommy, why don't you come back? <laughs> mm -hmm. And the first time he did it, I'm like, you know, he's going to tell me that I'm right here, and clearly she's got all the problems. But what they were trying to do is help me to get me to open up because they knew there was some wounds and some darkness in me. And I'll never forget what one of them told me. He goes, there's a program in Tennessee that can do more for you in seven days than I can do in 10 years. And I remembered him saying that. And I told her I was going to go to that program, which is called Onsite in, ten in Nashville, Tennessee. And they opened me up for four days and put me back together for three days. And it was the first time in my life that I truly started to heal and started to believe in myself. And so that was the major courageous action that I took. And they also, and I'm just going to put it out there because we don't, us men don't talk about this a lot. They also asked me to come back to a second program specifically designed for men who were sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And so I made the choice to come back to that program. And that, when I started making those mental and emotional, and I, I do the hard work, even to this day, I spend two hours working on myself so that then I can serve my clients, my wife, my family, my life. And so I still do the hard work each and every day to be the best human I can possibly be. But that, all that process started with those two programs. And then it's just crazy what's happened in my life from self-respect to self-love, to my marriage, to my network, to my business. It's just been this beautiful thing because it's been a slow shift from fear 
to abundance. And so and I know you know a lot about that. <laughs> well, because, you know, think about what you're saying. It starts with you. It's First of all, there's a willingness. There's a willingness to mm. take a look at the stuff that you were just desperately trying not to not see. To bury, yeah. And then, bury. and then when you do, there's this level of, I guess you realize you weren't giving yourself the love and compassion I'm sure you'd give everybody else. <laughs> That's so true. That's right? So true. And now here That's you so are true. saying, okay, well, I'm worth the healing too. And a better you makes for a better everybody else. And those, those profound shifts that happen when you, when you start doing the work, you know, people ask, they ask me, you know, how, how does confidence happen? And I mm. really believe it's just, it's facing your stuff. Looking doing in the, the mirror. Work. That's it over and over and over again. And you've got to do the work. It's just like going to the gym. I mean, we think we're going to, you know, be the best basketball player or runner or weightlifter or athlete with one workout. No, you have to work out your heart muscles, your mind muscles. I mean, it, and you've got to work on them every single day. And what will happen to you in your life from relationships to love, to friendships, to success, it's insane what has happened to me just by loving myself, respecting myself, becoming somewhat the master over my thoughts. The self-critic still kicks up a lot, mm -hmm, of mm -hmm, course, mm -hmm. um, but I've got a boatload of tools in my toolbox to help me in an amazing group of accountability partners around me. Like you said, coaches have coaches. I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. I have a coach. I have a psychologist. I have a mastermind group I'm involved in, and I have an amazing inner circle of friends to lean on and lean into when times get tough. And so, yeah, it's a choice and there's a bunch of tools, but it's hard work. And, you know, we only, how many spins do we get around the sun, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. We don't know. So why yeah. don't we choose to live as happy and healthy as we can while we're here? Oh, it's so great. It's so true. So tell me, what do you, what did you notice is the biggest difference between the you who was going into that program and the you that emerged when you were done? <clears throat> I really could feel, um, and they do amazing a job of eliminating all the noise and distractions of society. So there's no phones, there's no newspapers, there are no TVs. And so you just, it's just you. And here's the major thing. I, I, here's the one thing I'll, I'll step back. A, they eliminated the noise so I could really feel again, but I realized I was not alone. I wasn't the only person with a dark past. I didn't feel like a freak or an outcast anymore. Cause in my, in my, in, on the outside, I did not look like that. You know, I looked like an alpha successful person, and on the inside, I felt like a freak and an outcast. And you realize going through one of those programs in just seven days that everyone has their fears, insecurities. We all have those deep, dark, shadowed stories that we don't want to put in front of the world and that we're not alone and that we're on this battle together. And we just don't do enough talking about that. So that's the biggest thing I took away from is, hey, I'm not alone. I'm not this weirdo. And these thoughts and feelings that I have aren't unusual, but here's some tools. Now let's deal with them. So that, that was the biggest takeaway I would think. That's amazing. And you know what? And it's more common than you, than you think. And, and I know I see it uh, in my community with betrayal. People think they're the only ones. And meanwhile, we're, we're all in a club we never wanted to be in, you know? Indeed. So, so I, I absolutely get it. So now you come, you come out of that and, and you're, so how did your wife handle this newer version of you? At first, it was like, I, <laughs> they told me not to do this, and I failed miserably. They didn't say, they said, Good, do not go home and just emotionally vomit on your wife. Well, mm -hmm. the first thing I did is I went home and I emotionally vomited on my wife. <laughs> and, and kudos to her. Again, we talked about it earlier. She loved me when I couldn't love myself. Yeah. Um, and she always believed in me because I was a giver and some other things. And she just knew, she just saw the goodness in me and she comes from a very loving, supportive home. And mm -hmm. so it was always glass half full with her. Mm -hmm. Um, but she really, 
I guess there was probably a lack of trust and, oh, I've seen this before, but I think she saw the rawness and realness and the desire for change so much. And this was how it was described to me. And I love this analogy. When you start the self-development and self-improvement, you start climbing a mountain Mm -hmm. and your view is much different than the people who aren't climbing that mountain with you. And I shared that analogy with her and she went to the same program And she's this big corporate executive who, and she went to the program A to figure out, you know, why, why was she in a relationship like this, but also how does she move forward as a woman and how do we move forward together? So she decided to make the courageous choice of walking the walk with me. And what more loving act can you do than that? And Uh, I'm telling you, our relationship now is the best it's ever been been. And this is eight years later after that transformation. Oh, that's brilliant. And you know what? I talk a lot about death and rebirth and death being like the death of the old relationship. And in order, when it crashes and burns, sometimes that is the greatest thing ever, because only from that place do you build something magnificent. You know, if you were bringing the old you with you and she was bringing the old her with her, you, you, you know, there are elements of that old relationship. And it sounds like you were showing up as a very different you. So she wanted to show up as a very different version of her, of her too. Incredible. I mean, she's just this oak of a human being that (laughs) even to this day, I'm just like, why? But Hey, I'm embracing it now. There you go. That's (laughs) wonderful. Okay. So what did it lead to now that you see things so differently? Now that you, you understand you have a perspective and an awareness that you didn't have when you were closed (laughs) off and kind of numb, right? So you see it clearly and you see so many men who they, it's all about, you know, their ego or their persona. They want to look a certain way. They want to come off a certain way and they'll protect it at all costs. Do it. I deal with it every single day of my life and I love standing next to those men. And so let me tell you what happened in my life. Um, We'll start with the whole professional thing. Um, I went from being one of the most despised young partners at the firm to one of the most beloved. I I became a great leader because I started with servitude, compassion, and I was just raw and honest and I asked for help and my team was just so into it. So I went from junior partner to senior partner to international practice leader to elected to the board of directors at 39 of a big financial firm within three years, just by being a, a better person who worked on himself every single day. That's what happened to me professionally. But here's the crazy thing, right when I got and to the I, top. And I of- just want to stop you with that one because that is so important what you just said. The mm-hmm. elements there, just being honest, being authentic. No one and- wants someone who, you know, are, are, I mean, you feel it. You you smell that stuff out, you know. It, the energy is is palpable when someone isn't being honest. And it, we turn it down. We try to make excuses for it, whatever. But you showing up as this raw, honest, authentic you because it is, is amazing. Because then people are like, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm here. Let me help. What can I do? Yeah. And just being me and just yeah. being okay with being me. And no, I'm not perfect. No, I don't have all the answers. And truly empowering the people around me to help, to give me guidance and for me to be there and listen when I... So I became, the, I became a much better leader because of it. Um, and so that's what happened to me. And, and when you do all that, the the network success, the financial success, it was, it, it almost five X in three years. It's kind of crazy. Mm. Um, and the coolest thing that happened. So my relationships with my wife and what happened to my network and friendships. I mean, I, I was eliminating the, the cancers out of my life and just mm. building myself up and, and with people who believe and love and are successful in both their life and in their relationships. So it was just amazing. 
And here's the coolest thing that happened is all of these alpha males um, who wear the same mask, who are ambitious. And these are my guys. And I mean, I love them because I'm one of them. They're ambitious. They're driven. They get their validation from their careers and their success. All of these, I'll call them dudes and they're mm-hmm. dude dudes, mm-hmm. started reaching out to me saying, hey man, uh, you seem happy. You seem peaceful. Give me a little bit. What, 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 what pill are you taking? What, what light switch can I do? And so this, this, you know, men's relationship coaching, men's mindset coaching, and men's business coaching just fell in my lap. And I don't want to change their motivation. I don't want to, I don't want to change them. I just want to give them more tools to be, I call it legendary in their businesses, their careers, but just as importantly in their families and their lives. And I do believe you can have it all in life because I experienced it. I lived it. I've gotten a third chance. And so I walk with these guys every single day to make them the best human they can be. And it's been the most fulfilling, rewarding work. When you're Mm -hmm. sitting over a cup of coffee and eggs and they give you that big bear hug and they say, my relationship's the best it's in and my business is the best it's in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's why I do this. I mean, there's no better feeling than that. Thank you. And gratitude. Yeah. And it's so needed. It's so needed. And I think what, what I see, especially with men, they, they feel like, or maybe they, they just believe there's, it's going to be coming from this place of weakness. If they're not this strong, powerful sort of ego kind of in your face person, but there's so much strength, like real power not force. I love that book. There's a book, Power Versus Force. Power Versus Force, yeah. Yeah, David Hawkins. Uh, and yeah. and it's so true, right? When you're leading and when you're when you're carrying yourself from a place of power versus force, I mean, that is just so much more powerful. And it sounds like that's what you're teaching people. Can you can think of like a uh, one of your clients? Can you share like a, a story? Uh, one of theirs, you know, wh- where they came from and where they are now? So it always, so here's where it always starts. Well, it doesn't anymore because now the, now the, the cat's out of the bag, but it, it started with help me be a better leader, help me be more successful with my team and my business and grow, grow that because of my financial background, I spent 24 years in big financial consulting firms. It 100% of the time, when you're talking about how to be the best leader, it's how to be the best human. Um, how to come from a place of compassion, empathy, empowerment, listening, asking questions. And so it always translated in, okay, I'm pretty successful at home uh, in my work, but my wife doesn't talk to me. My marriage isn't crumbling. My kids don't know who I am. So it always starts with baby compromises um, of their time, of their ethics, of their integrity. You know, it starts with small things of not going home or missing this dinner or not going on a day. And then it, it ends up in huge things from affairs to, you know, you know, I wish people called me when they weren't on the trauma table, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but one of the most live examples that I'm working with now, it's, it's not if life's going to happen, it's when, and I've been working, I, I, I have quite a few clients that I'm working with right now, but this particular man, when the, he was at the top, top, top of his career at a very large firm and the board of directors decided to pull the rug out under from under him. And because of all the work that we had been doing over the last year, from, from his heart to his brain, to his leadership, to his, he had all the tools to rebound it. And here's the best part is we started doing, I'm in the purpose and pain business. I wish I was more in the purpose business than the Mm -hmm. pain business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But because we had started the work and I believe everyone has a purpose and why they were put here. Mm -hmm. 
he now is doing his life's mission work, but he wanted the stuff that he's always dreamed about since he was a little boy, mm-hmm. just as finance, financially successful. And he's triple the happiness because he's doing what he loves and what he's meant to be here. So there, I'm trying to get be as general as possible because I yeah. have a confidentially clause that's out the wazoo because I of the type it. of men I work with. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely get it. It's so interesting. My, you know, I've been, I've been a coach for, for 27 years and I all the time. People are like, you didn't tell me you worked with this person or that person or my friend. I mean, I'll have a bunch of friends together and then all of a sudden it'll come. I'm like, that's for, that's for them to say, not for me. So Tommy, what do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? I think we've said it best. Um, I think everyone has to participate in their own rescue. And that was taught to me by a river rafting guide. And I thought that was just uncanny wisdom. You know, when you fall out of the boat, you got to turn yourself over, look for the rope, swim, Otherwise, you could drown. And, and I used to do a lot of extreme whitewater stuff. So I, I know all about that. But to me, it's a metaphor for life. And if you want, again, we only get so many spins around the sun. And if you want to be the best human you can possibly be, it starts with a choice. It's just as simple as a choice. Um, and you can choose to do the work or not to do the work. But I would say participate in your own rescue. Invest in yourself. It's the best investment you ever make. Read, hire a coach, surround yourself with loving people, and do the hard work to be the best human you were meant to be and always find your purpose here. And we all have a purpose and there's a reason why we're here and find that and go do it. Participate in your own rescue and invest in yourself. That's that's what I would close with. Beautiful. You hearing that, everybody? That's some powerful <laughs> stuff. Tommy, where do we find out? Where do we learn more about you? Where do we go? I would love, I, I really want to hear from people, and I'm not joking on that. It might take me 24, 48 hours to respond due to travel and speaking and, and client work, but email me at Tommy at TommyBreedLove.com. Seriously, I would love to hear it. You can even email me and tell me, you're so full of it. I would love to hear that too. Um, we have a, what's amazing, a couple things is if you email me, I'll also send you my legendary life plan. It's literally a one page document of how I live my life. I'll give that to you and a blank one for you to fill out. So you can build your own legendary life. And we do have a book coming out. I'll have copies in hand in July. Woo woo. It's the uh, bookshelves in February. It's called legendary. And it's literally how to live and build a legendary life for you, your community, your family, and and how do you be successful and happy at the same time? So I'm so super excited about that. But email me. I'd love to hear from you. Tommy at TommyBreedLove.com. <laughs> that, that's, so, that's so great. Everybody, take, take him up on it. I mean, here's a guy who has done it. He's done yeah. it, and he's sharing he what he knows. And, and there are so many people, Tommy, I know there are so many people listening to this that are saying, whether it's for them personally, or mm. they're like, I got to get, get my friend, my partner, my whoever to listen to this because it's so true. And when you, when you learn from your own own stuff and you do something good with it that's i mean that's real success that's that's what money can't buy that's real success so congratulations kudos to you thank you so much for being with us and i just can't wait to share you with the world this is awesome thank you wasn't tommy great i love how willing he was to do the work to break free from that old trauma and patterns that were firmly in place stay in touch with him by emailing him at tommy at tommybreedlove.com and we'll have all of his information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast here's my biggest takeaway those challenges happen and it's what we do with them that matters most we can let them take us down confirm that we're unworthy or unlovable or we can use them as a wake-up 
wake-up call to do the work and play a bigger game. We can use them to see what needs our attention as we roll up our sleeves and get the job done. That's what Tommy did, and I know that's what so many of you are doing as you heal from your own stuff. And since healing work can be hard, let me give you a gift. Head over to pbtinstitute.com and receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.